everybody! It's a nice day! I don't know where I'm going with this! It's another episode of BoxFord! That's right, Aludra, it is! Today on BoxFord, we'll be discussing things that we enjoy! And stay off the weather topic completely. Oh, I could go on about the weather. Like, when I was a kid, I never understood. How can you talk about the weather so much? I get it now. Yeah, I do too. I mean, you really need to know, like, what to wear so you're comfortable. And that's about it. No, we went from 60 degree days to 90 overnight. Yeah, we went from 70 to 90 and then back again. Yeah, so I'm just not happy. Anyway, yeah. we're avoiding the weather because we're in our box forts and our box forts are climate controlled because I like my box fort climate control yes and we have insulation mm -hmm. not the fiberglass kind well. that like gets under our skin and makes us bleed and stuff but no like cotton yes because i call them blankets boxes. yeah i call them blankets yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay so i i totally foobarred that beginning sorry listeners um okay my brain just went blank to be fair is any opening really a foobar on this show they're all food bars, but this one was like, this is like you're running and you think you're okay, and then you trip over literally nothing and land face first in the dust, and it's like, and now you're choking on dust, and it's just no. And then the other competitors run past you, and then you don't get your chance to become part of the Jamaican sprinting team. So now we make uh, apples out of oranges, which isn't a phrase, and uh, we become the first Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. Yeah. We're going to need a time machine. Okay. To be the first. Great. You know what? I have a time machine coming. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, as a birthday treat for myself, I went Yay. ahead and I ordered the Lego DeLorean Back to the Future time machine. And it's supposed nice. to be arriving uh, Thursday, the day before. Ben, serious question. Yes. I love you. Where's that going to go? Um, on the bottom shelf behind me next to the Ecto-1 set that Okay, I have. okay, okay. Because, I mean, just the top shelves are laden. <laughs> they, they are. Uh, although you don't see the very top shelf where I put the the Mjolnir uh, set that I just put together. Um, yeah, no, but you showed me, sh you showed it off, so yeah. it was okay. Oh, it was a great set, too. Mm -hmm. And inside, you can put uh, part of Odin's treasure vault. Uh, it has, like, a little tesseract and then mm -hmm. the, the fake infinity glove, then also the eternal flame. Mm. it's pretty cool so i like it, it comes as it doesn't show you how to put it in there but you just peel off part of the outside of the hammer then you just stick it in and then seal it back up and there you go yeah wow now all the listeners know the secret where ben hides his treasure did i say in mjolnir i meant in, yeah it's in mjolnir yeah, yeah. There's no coming back from that. Yeah, pretty much. Oh well. Darn. Yeah, yeah. But I have editing. You know what? I could just go back and bleep out. You won't. Where? Yeah, I know I won't. You won't. It'd be funny though. It would be funny, but you won't. Oh, I might now, just because it'd be funny. Mm. And and I'd be wrong then. Anyways, what have you been up to? Oh, for me, <laughs> for me, it's like a really busy time, like around here. Mm -hmm. A lot going on between my wedding anniversaries coming up, Yay. you guys. I know. I'll have been married for another year, and it's great because I've I've already been officially with this with Thraxis for longer for more than half my life. That's and awesome. now 
Yeah, I know. I know. It's so great. And now it's uh, we're crossing into the threshold of married to him for more than half my life. That's even better. Just, it is even better. And and we're actually going to do something this year because we couldn't last year or the year before. What's or the, the plan? year before? We're going to take a train out to L.A. Oh, cool. And we're going to a landmark restaurant and then we're going to a massive bookstore. Very and, fun. And it's going to be epic and awesome. And I've been saving up all the pennies I could find so I could buy books at this bookstore. That's so cool. Well, yeah. I'm excited for you. I can't wait to hear all about it. And and this weekend's special to Ben because, of course, it's Ben's birthday, as he already mentioned. Yeah, it is, but eh, whatever. I'm just... Well, ben, I'm okay. going to kick you. You know I'm good for this, too. I, I kick people are. all the time. So anyways, uh, Luther, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Okay, so. In 2014, a game came out, and I loved it, and I played an embarrassing amount of it on my DS. Okay. Last week, they finally made the sequel. Okay. Moon Factory 5 is out in the world, you guys. That is great. I know that you were super excited about it coming out. And the fact that you were able to get the super duper ultra extra, like, here's a t-shirt edition means that um, you it are It came all... in a metal case and I got the soundtrack and I got an art book that I've already written in because the art book gives character profiles and some of their likes and dislikes. And I was like... Well, I'm already going to be using this book so many times to look that up. So I just wrote in favorite gift. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gift. You know, because it's very general. Yeah. I mean, it's but, your book. You can do whatever you want with it. You know, I was always so afraid of writing in things in the past because it's like, oh, no, I might ruin it. But it's like, no, no, this is my property. I can do what I want with my property. Yeah, exactly. And. So, yeah, I've got the soundtrack, but it's not the soundtrack for this game. It's the greatest hits across the series. Oh, that's kind of cool, though. Yeah, and it's got this this metal thing. And, hey, this is one of the few games that's come out with a little pamphlet. Not only an art like book. instructions? Like an instruction guide and booklet. That doesn't happen guys, anymore. Guys, do you remember getting instruction booklets? Like, like these are the businesses... And, and what you can buy at each store. And this is the control scheme. And this is. Okay, don't, we don't know what that is. It's a but... program an appendix that says greetings, pronouns, and grammar in it. Oh, it's for the animal language. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Because I'm like, pronouns? I heard you say <laughs> like, greetings, I'm... programs. And I'm like, Tron? Oh. Yeah, right? Tron's in this game? That's cool. So for anybody who doesn't know what a rune factory is, it's like Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley, but with a much bigger emphasis on dungeon crawling. You can't go to the shop and buy a cow. No, no. You must take your trusty sword and your animal brush out to where the cows live. Pet the cows with your animal brush, because this really helps you tame them easier. Yeah, it makes sense. And then give them random thing, like like there's little plants growing around everywhere, so you can pick the little plants, and you give them that, and then they become your friend. And Aww. then you can take it into your barn. And then, boom, you now have a cow. You can also take the cow into battle with you. Battle cow. Oh, my. 
Mm-hmm. You, okay, first of all, you just made this game 20 times more interesting to me because it has a I've... battle cow. Dude, I just got to the point where there are red flaming cows in a volcano, and I'm like, I must tame you. And the game is like, you actually need to work on taming more creatures because your taming level isn't high enough. Every skill you have in this game levels up independently, and you'd think that'd be a pain in the butt, but it's kind of not. Well, I mean, if if it's strengthening the stuff you do a lot of the time, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. But, you know, like hammers are a different type of weapon to uh, use in battle than, say, daggers are, which are mm-hmm. different than normal swords and great swords. I'm currently rocking the great sword. I love it. That's great. It's got some poison on it. It's really cool. So I hit things for a while and then they get poisoned and I can ignore them. And yeah, so I'm in this volcano and there's a demon chicken and there's a demon cow and there's there's other things. There's plants and griffins and fire monsters and stuff. I tamed the first boss in the game because it was it's a nine-tailed fox from lore. Oh, cool. Yeah, it I'm reading all these things and strats and guides because boss monsters are super hard to tame because they want a specific item. You can't just give them any old plant because that won't work. No, no. You have to give them specific items. And one of the items was a bell that this monster drops. So I was farming this monster for hours in game to get six or seven bells, right? Makes sense. That way I can give it a lot of bells and be like, yeah, I'm taming you. I have all these chances. So... Just before the fight, I have my six bells in my pocket. I'm like, yes, we're going to do this. I want to save, which is why. No, I actually had seven bells because I didn't save before doing it. And he dropped a bell when he when he vanished. And I was like, oh, okay. So I have my bells in my pocket. And I have my brush. I'm brushing him and he's all biting me and stuff. And my health's going down. So I got to eat food in the corner of the boss battle and stuff and be like, no, okay, now go eat your pickled turnips because he's attacking you and your magic's getting low. And <laughs> so I'm brushing this guy. Takes like 14 brushes before he stops reacting to my brushes. It's like, okay, yeah. mass it out. This thing fits spot red and blue fireballs it's so cool so i grab my stack of bells in this game it's so funny instead of just holding one item to represent the stack it stacks them on top of each other (laughs) this stack of like little jingle bells is up over my character's head and swaying as i move it's really cute physics i hand him the first bell and he goes you're my best friend and i'm like no (laughs) Because I spent so long getting the other six bells. Okay, hold on. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bright side this. Okay. Yeah, I've got them for crafting. You got That's him, the bright side. They got them for crafting, but no. On top of that, um, think of all the 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 experience you gained while you were gathering those and farming those yeah, bells. Yeah. So see, you you got something out of it already. Yeah, I did. And I've got this really cool I can ride on the nine-tailed fox. And when I'm riding on it, you can you can attack with the fox. It does the lunge and the oh, fireballs so cool. and stuff. And it's great. But it's still like the first bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
And let me put it this way. Would you prefer the first bell or do you need a nine bells, one for each tail? <laughs> I'd almost prefer the nine, honestly. <laughs> Is that only because you had seven already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saved before I went in that just before the boss fight, there's a save point because this is a game with save points. Mm-hmm. And so I saved. And then if if it didn't work out, I was going to reset the game back to the save point yeah. and just try- keep trying. So I was expecting two or three save wipes, you know, the whole nine yards. Nope. Best friend. Yeah. Yeah. So you get to name every creature you tame. Oh. And this one gives gives you like a nice long seven character limit. But it also suggests names. Did you name it Naruto? No, I didn't. I named it Kitsune. That was gonna be my second name. Yeah, it's Fox Spirit name. It's really cute. I love it. The suggested name, though, was Squeaker. (laughs) And I wish I could say that is the worst name I've found so far that it suggests, but it's not. That's a nickname I have for one of my cats. Yeah. I call her Squeaker because she squeaks. Yeah. Yeah. So the worst name I found is I just tamed a chicken so I could look for treasures nearby. Okay. That's what I do. You've got to tame, like, for a quest, you got to tame, like, 25. So I've taken... I've made a habit to tame things and just let them go at the end of the day. Makes sense. It, to cycle through the 25. and But I was like, you know, you can always use a second chicken. And so I take my chicken and I find the treasure and I'm really happy, you know, because there's hidden treasure spots everywhere. Okay. But when I tamed him, I had to stop and reread this name three times and then call my husband over. It decided the best name for a chicken was... I'm going to get real close to the mic here. Clock. As in TikTok? Yes. But my brain is like in hyper overdrive and I see that and I'm like, what? (laughs) Ben's making a face, guys. (laughs) He can't believe it. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Name a chicken that. that. I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The clock chicken. Yeah, because makes it w- total sense. Because it wakes you up in the morning from crowing. Actually, in this game, you don't live on a farm. Chickens you see, farming do that is a anyway. huge farming is a huge part of it. But the Rune Factory series is weird that they don't give you like a farm. Um instead, most of your farming is done on the back of dragons this game. As one does. Yes, as one does. You can rename the dragons. <laughs> Farm. <laughs> that's my dragon's name. Yeah, there's there's like one that's called the Earth. They're called Earth, Ice, Glacial, Lava, and Wind Dragons. Oh my gosh. And how many total are there? Well, so far I've found four. And you just Earth, have to like... Glacial... Going- you just have to like go back to their home to farm off of them, or yeah, like how does teleportation this work? in this game? Okay, you can teleport to just about. There's a, there's a few points in this game you can teleport to. Each individual dragon is one, but yeah, you can just walk over to the dungeons where you found them too, and there will be a big glowing circle on the ground. And I'm like, no, we're teleporting because I'm not. I don't got time for. Okay, this. so yeah, you do just go to the dragon and farm off its back. That's real, like, kind of cool and And that's where and your barns are. 
Oh, of course. And, you know, you want to make sure that you actually put the, the correct animals on the right dragon because, you know, you, you wouldn't want a summer type of, you know, living in the heat animal on the glacial dragon, right? Uh, do you know what? That that sort of thing, that that's more harvest moon than it oh, is. So it doesn't factory. even matter. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it doesn't even matter at all. Like, I have a penguin on my first dragon because... Uh, some animals you chain give you items every day. Oh, okay. And the wiki hasn't quite caught up to where I'm playing yet. So I'm just taming everything I find until my barns are full. And then the next day I see, did you drop anything? No? Bye. 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 You can go. I, I just, I good don't call. have time for this. <laughs> yeah. Very good call. Yeah. So you don't even need to plant the crops in the proper season that they grow in. They'll grow slow. They might wither. But it'll just happen but, anyway. Yeah. Okay. See, one of the, the big farming things... is an important part of this game, but it's not the primary focus. And it's it doesn't sound like it's very time intensive either. Oh no, it is. You got to level up the crops from one to ten, and you can only do that a certain way. And then you got to level up the soil it's okay. in, so that. So yeah, it, it's actually very intensive if you care, but if you don't care, you can really do the bare minimum and just skate through. Okay. Well, you know what? Bare minimum and skating through sounds like kind of my deal for a game like this. So I mean, yeah, it, but it the sounds char- interesting. Characters are so interesting and so unique and stuff that um, I, I'm having fun. I'm like all dating everybody and seeing, you know. Who am I going to marry? Because that's always part of the Harvest Moon and thus the Rune Factory series is, you know, you you get a spouse and kids. It's always the last thing I do, though, because I feel like it really ends the game there, the weddings do. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like the the perfect stopping point for that. Just like in in uh, Mass Effect Three, the perfect stopping point is the Citadel, but you do it after mm-hmm. you beat the game because it's a really good cap off to the story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I'm at the part where I'm in the lava caves, and it's it's getting pretty tricky. And I'm like, okay, I'm actually gonna have to take this seriously now. In Rune Factory Four, if you'll recall, there was a hidden Act Three that I was stuck grinding for. Yeah, the first time I played for it on the DS, I didn't understand. <laughs> like, I didn't understand why I couldn't fight things or how to unlock it and everything. Mm-hmm. This is back in an era where strategy guides were king. Like game facts was barely taking off and even then a lot of people liked to spread it misinformation. Okay. So I I figured it out in time for the uh, re-release of Rune Factory 4 special edition. Like, oh, okay, this is how I'm supposed to grind yeah, this up. Yeah, that's right. You were you're talking Way about easier. that before. Yeah, it's way easier now that I actually understand what I'm doing. Maybe I don't have two small children screaming in my ears when I'm trying to concentrate, and that helps. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I actually made some really decent headway into that. So I'm really proud of myself. But again, I was like distracted by other things and other games. So I technically haven't beaten four yet. Then you know what? I it's deem, gonna be there. I deem that you do not need to beat four in order to play five. No, you really don't. Uh, I mean, I've gotten through the story, so sto- lore world wise, because you're in the same world. Mm-hmm. It's just like f- it's it's decades later. 
That makes and sense. you're in a different part. So a couple of characters that are uh, an elf and a dwarf from the first game, or from the fourth game, mm-hmm. the previous actually game. are visitors in this game in your town. And uh, so, so they're talking about, oh, really? You have amnesia, huh? Because that's what <laughs> happened in the first game is you actually fell out of the sky, landed on a dragon, and had amnesia. I hate it when that happens. Right. And so one of the characters is like, did you fall out of the sky? My character's like, no, I'd be dead. And he, did, and he went, you'd think, huh? She's like, what? And he goes, what? No, what? No. <laughs> That's a fun little callback. Yeah, it is. There, there are a couple of cute little callbacks. Uh, you can see the effects that you had on the previous game taking place in the new game. Oh, that's neat. It is. And that's without any sort of like save transfer or anything too, right? No save transfer. The only thing the save transfer did is see that I had played the previous game on the Switch and went, okay, so you've unlocked these two visiting characters. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, very cool. Yeah. Now they're nickel and diamond us with cute outfit DLCs, guys. Yeah. Do you want this bathing suit? It's like. Well, yeah, kind of. That'll be a buck ninety nine. Well, yeah, of course I would. I don't know. But since since I bought the fancy edition, I actually unlocked all the outfits of the townspeople from the previous game, all the marriage candidates and um, the main character outfits. So my my character can wear them in this game. And it's it's really adorable. Did you happen to wear one of those outfits while talking to those previous characters from the first game or the previous game? Not yet, because I got really annoyed because it does that thing where there's a you're talking on the screen, but instead it goes like text adventures. So you get a little icon of your character and the text box below it. And they only made one set of text box for the character, your main character. And it is the the uniform. And it's not it's not a great look, but there's always that caught that dissonance between Mm -hmm. I'm wearing this really pretty dress and you're like, "Mm." so this potato sack I'm wearing. Yeah. 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 I get you. But in in Rude Factory 4, I had actually shipped just about everything. I was growing giant versions of all the crops at level 10. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Going to the state fair, I take it. There is uh, a seasonal contest of of items like that you've grown, mm-hmm. but you can also kind of like find an apple that's really nice, high level, and turn it in, and they kind of just go, "Yeah, okay, we'll accept this." Well, yeah, I mean, you're turning in a fruit, of course. Mm-hmm, exactly. They don't need to know if you grew it or not. I can't. I can't grow trees, but this apple is level nine, and I found it, and I did the hard work of getting it, so. It's my apple. Well, I mean, in real life, they wouldn't know if you could grow a tree or not. Exactly. Even though my farm's right on the edge of town and everybody kind of walks by it all the time, they don't know that it's not on a dragon. It could be on a dragon or it could be on the other side of your property. You don't have property, again. Yeah, that's right. Shoot. (laughs) Well, um, they don't know if you found an apple dragon or not. Exactly. 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 This is my point. So uh, for the summer contest, I won with an apple I found. They were like, this apple is amazing. It's not a seasonal fruit. And I'm like, yeah, 
But I found it, so therefore but I it found isn't it. season. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I have it. The grocery store is not selling them, the, the general store. So we know it's mine. Yeah, you just have a greenhouse. That's how that mm-hmm. works. Yeah, it's a, it's a dragon. <laughs> yeah. I call that him, I can't live on for some reason. I call him Greenhouse. Mm-hmm. You could name him Greenhouse. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten letters. Okay, so we we do a Simpsons callback, so, so and he'd be green. Green-ho. <laughs> that works. <laughs> do me a favor. Name one of them Tamako. <laughs> <laughs> the Lava Dragon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're having a lot of fun with it. I know I'm that I'm having so much fun in this game. Yeah, I know that you you love the the previous one and everything. And mm-hmm. I mean, I just hearing how excited you were about this and then getting the the awesome version and stuff like that. Like, I'm I'm really happy for you. Yeah, and this nine tailed fox model is pretty cool, isn't it? It is pretty neat. I like it. Yeah, and it shoots fireballs. That's even better. Yeah. Any anything else about it uh, that you can think of you want to share? I tamed a cat. I named it Mew. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it does scratch attacks. Yeah, yeah. Again, that mm. totally makes sense. It's also a unikitty. <laughs> because why not? Why wouldn't it have a unicorn horn in of the middle course. of this cat? Right. I mean, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's white and black and casts magic spells and has a unicorn's horn, but mostly scratches. That's really cute. It is. It is so cute. Like, everything in this game is so cute. It's also the first time they've done 3D. Oh, okay. I mean, it, the last game is on the 3DS, but that was 3DS 3D. Yeah. That, that's okay. We have depth of field, kind of. No, no. I just bought a two. I, I just bought the DS that doesn't do 3D because no. No, I'm talking depth of field. Like, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of, hey, this is in front of the other thing. Yep. We promise. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and and this game, guys, guys, just one quick gripe. Furniture placement in this game is awful. You'd think they'd take a note from Animal Crossing and let you just push things to get... Nope. They decided, somebody in programming decided you needed a one-foot clearance around oh. every piece of furniture. So, literally, everybody has found a way to, to, me- to make our, our, like, countertops line up and put Mm -hmm. plants on things but it's really time consuming and tedious you have to pull out your weapon destroy put one thing perfectly where you want it which means it's a foot away from each wall if you want to put it in the corner (laughs) pull out your weapon and destroy it then carefully remembering where it was put something next to the spot Leave the room and come back, and it should have loaded in. And if you're lucky, you didn't either A, make it crookedy, or B, have them overlapping. Oh my gosh. It's so tedious. And people are making beautiful homes. I have to take my glasses off to that. That and like <laughs> right? rub my, my you know, pin- do the nose pinch thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. God. It's so awful, and it's like, we all just played Animal Crossing. You guys should have, like, learned something from how everybody had so much fun with the decorating and stuff, oh and how, how you're going to logically want all of your kitchen supplies to line up in a counter. 
Mm. Yeah, we like them crooked. Just yeah, like this the... is something you can do is you can have them slightly a few degrees crooked. Well, see, that's how you know if someone's actually been on your property or not, because they mm-hmm. would have fixed it. No, everybody else walks through your furniture as if it's not even there. Well, you know what? Every single thing I come up with, uh, I'm wrong. And it's it's really not. It's just it's, <laughs> it's the most consistent. obnoxious part of this game. Yeah, it's the most obnoxious part of this game is that you have one room that you live in. And it's very limited space, but everything has to have this area around it. Oh and gosh. it's like, mm-hmm. and it's like, congratulations, you need to buy an anvil so you can forge items and make new swords. But it's I, a pretty big item. I don't have room. <laughs> it's, it's next to my bed. I sleep next to a forge. Yeah, it must be warm. It. You know what? Yes. <laughs> it's very warm. I would think so. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, okay, so I've gone off on my game, Ben. I know you're excited to talk about yours. I've been waiting so patiently. <laughs> you have been. I'm really impressed. Thank you so much for letting me say my stuff. You bet Horizon Forbidden West is so great still. I love it. You get a cowboy hat. Okay, we're done with your game. No, I said, do you get a oh, cowboy hat? No, well, maybe. I don't know. I turned head items off. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah, I doubt you do, though, because I've mm-hmm. never seen one in there. But, um, yeah, I'm having so much fun with this game still. I, I am literally 75 hours into it. Jeez, that's a lot of love for a game. And I've only gotten two of, like, the four MacGuffins so far. <laughs> so it, I'm still doing a lot of stuff. There's mm-hmm. so much side content in this. Yeah. And I'm just I'm going through I'm I'm loving every bit of it. Um I got to I got to tell you it's so there's um okay. It's been out for a while. If you mm-hmm. are worried about spoilers, I'm sorry, but I just need to tell you about one yeah. of the areas you go to. Yeah. Um so, you know, it it's it's a thousand years in the future. You visit places that you know actually exist and stuff. So in, in, out, yes. in order to get uh, one of these MacGuffins, you go to Vegas and it's dunes, sand dunes all over the place. Except It you, would be. Except there's ruins of like some of the casinos, like the stratosphere is like sticking out of the sand and stuff. And it, I'm just like, that's really cool and stuff. Mm-hmm. So without going into a lot of detail, um because you, you can find the story of, of how this all happened and, and everything like that in like, you know, day that you come across, but there's a dome and basically uh, you're walking around on top of this dome because, you know, everything's, you know, sand dunes and stuff. And it's just the story behind that is really interesting. You end up going in there. Um, it, I, gosh, I don't want to spoil this because it's such a, th- a neat thing. Mm-hmm. Um, talking around it so you you're you're going to go get your MacGuffin thing but you're also working on clearing this place out for these these delvers who are you know trying to find old world uh tech and stuff and they're some of the best characters some of the best new characters in the game absolutely love mm-hmm. them it's like a, a, a trio who work together they're they're like storytellers so they go through and like you know try to um create shows and spectacle and stuff and it's really great and like perfect for vegas right yeah so you go delving in. The visuals in this place are absolutely beautiful. Nice. Just gorgeous about the stuff that's going on. 
And again, mm-hmm. I can't really tell you because I just want you to see it. Um, yeah, yeah. So then you go through, you do the stuff, you get the MacGuffin, and it like reboots the system. And all of Vegas gets rebooted. So then you go outside, it's nighttime, and I'm just going to say it's it's Vegas. Wow. And okay, first off, first off, let me just break in and say I love video games that take place in real world places, oh, but yeah. like after an apocalypse. Oh yeah. It's it's some it it it's absolutely amazing. I'm just going to put a picture of this in Discord just so that you kind of have an idea of uh, mm-hmm. what it, kind of what I'm talking about just so, so it doesn't give it away to other people and stuff. So, okay, just really quick, I just have a quick question about the Horizon Zero Dawn universe. Yes. Does this take place in um like did the apocalypse happen after we had become more technologically advanced than we currently are? Or... Yes, yes, great. Oh, okay, so. okay. So yeah, I, I'm like, but would the lights have survived? I'm sure in like a billion years we will have really cool lighting technology that may survive because Vegas. Could you imagine switching out all the neon? Wow. Let me just put that it this way: so cool. It's not neon. <laughs> no, well, it's not. If you're interested, we could talk a little bit more after the show. Uh, yeah, we're definitely. Because yeah, it, yeah, because yeah, spoilers, guys. Yeah. We don't want to spoil like, the seriously. Fun for like you. that's a beautiful picture, right? That is a really cool picture, Ben. Yeah. That is really nice. But yeah, you know, you gotta wonder, like uh, Fallout when when you go to New Vegas and Fallout New Vegas, it was insane. Mm-hmm. And and I just love seeing that sort of thing. Yeah. And the picture that I showed you there, that's mm-hmm. all that's around ruin. Like if you look on, mm-hmm. on the left side mm-hmm. of the picture, you can see the ruin of the building yeah. and then yeah. lights and stuff. So, yeah. I, I actually picked that up. Yeah. I was so, like, wow. So yeah. So I, I'm done talking about that. It, it's a fantastic part of the quest that I absolutely love going through. It's neat. It's all that. I mean, Horizon Forbidden West for that alone, I think is, mm-hmm. is kind of worth it. Um, it but I do recommend playing the first game first all the way oh, through yeah, just to yeah, get the story yeah, for yeah. this. Okay. So anyways, I, I'm going through and uh, like I said, there's all these different side missions and stuff. And they have you doing a lot of stuff in this game. So like um, I think I kind of talked about how like you have uh, your weapon and your your outfits, like you upgrade them now. So mm-hmm. you need to go and find specific bits and pieces from you know different machines from across the whole world and stuff. And one of the things that I was looking for was a clamber jaw tail, which I'm like, what the heck is this machine? I haven't ever run into this before. And then, so I'm going through doing stuff. And then finally I'm like, oh, there's something new. And I scan it and it's a clamber jaw. I'm like, oh, great. So I knew that. I needed Give me the tail. your tail. Yeah. So I, I kind of scroll through, find where the tail is, mark it on the machine. So it's glowing the whole time. So I know what I need to do with it. So I'm like, okay, cool. There's, oh, there's a second one. Okay, cool. I'll grab another one. Cause you know, it's a big thing to. to wait, 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 wait. So the way you kill it might damage the tail. It's not just a random drop. You have to kill it a certain way to get the yeah, tail. Yeah, you have to, you have to shoot the tail off. Oh, okay. Then, but you can't like loot the corpse, like rip it off no, afterwards. Kind of like what we do in D&D. Yeah. Because once you kill it. Then the the ta- you can't take the tail off. It it, oh, okay. it it has that for specific upgrade items, like on all the different machines. Um, they okay. have certain things that like you can't have access to if you kill it because it gets destroyed in the process and, and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was asking for specific <laughs> ways to kill it and such. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm like, okay, cool. So I shoot a terror arrow at it, which is it's this thing that like goes like and then has a a little explosion which detaches bits and pieces of things so i'm like okay cool great it's off of there let's kill this and the claimer jaws they're like monkeys and 
they roam in packs, which I didn't <gasps> know. Oh, no. So I'm like, okay, well, I need a second. They probably loot their friends, too. <laughs> I, I need a second tail. There's another one. Boom. Another one pops off. Great. Now I've got two of them attacking me. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm attacking him, attacking him. And then it turns out that so far in the game, from what I've seen, stalkers hang around clamber jaws, which stalkers are invisible ones that have stealth generators that pop in and out of stealth and stuff. And they drop mines and they shoot you. It's and beat. Kinda. And then so I'm like, okay, cool. If I shoot off the stealth generator, then it's not stealth anymore. Great. Meanwhile, I've got two monkey robots attacking me and they they fling fiery balls at you, which I'm yeah. just going to think they're fiery poos. Yeah. Um, but like I said, fair assessment, they travel in groups. So as I'm working with this, three more show up <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is bad. So this is a lot. Yeah, I, I ended up going through all of my medicinal berries, my my second stash that's in my bag. And then the remaining like random eight that I had in my bag, mm-hmm. I went through my like vigor, like regen special ability that, that they've added to guys, the game. Guys, he was eating turnips in the corner like I was. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I like sorry. I, I took a potion. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to live through this. And more clamber jaws just keep coming up out like out of the woodworks. I think I ended up killing like seven or eight of those as well as two of the stalkers in just the small little area trying to get two tails. And I ended up getting like, you know, a good bunch of loot and stuff from it. But I'm just yeah. like, I, this is this is the worst thing ever. Oh, my God. OK. And then so I'm like, OK, we're good. You know, Vegas is famous for its desert monkeys. Oh, it has I'm nothing. Just... Th- this wasn't in the Vegas area. Oh, OK. I was going to say, because <laughs> I'm like, wow, the world <laughs> really has changed. Did you ever <laughs> see that show Life After People? Yes. Yes. A long time ago. Yeah, it was a wonderful show. I loved it to death. One thing I found fascinating was what was the going to happen monkeys. to. Well, no, but what was going to happen to Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, specifically. Oh, I forgot what happened there here. Phoenix, Arizona. So what happens is um, everything crumbles to dust and dirt. And with the big sandstorms you guys have out there, the erosion is just swift and merciless. Yeah, makes sense. But over time, the water table was going to come back. Oh. And given enough time due to their simulations and models, it was going to become a grassland forest. That's pretty cool. After like uh, thousands of years, I can see that the happening. water table would refill and replenish and grass and natural plants would come back. And that always stuck with me as like, Wow. Wow, that's that's a huge change, you know, because normally it's like crumbling buildings and then it just goes back to nature. Yeah. But in this one, the, the landscape changed so much. So that's kind of what I thought happened there. The Vegas monkeys <laughs> ended up. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that does happen across a lot of the a lot of the game is, you know, mm-hmm. all it, that's one of the great things, too, is there's all these different ecosystems from snow to desert to, you know, dunes mm-hmm. to um like hey here's monument valley in utah you know here's yeah. more snow and it, it's the, just the the visual difference of everywhere you are and the feel of everything is different what's populating that area is really different and cool and stuff too and you know i'm just again really enjoying so much of this yeah so 
I'm so happy for you. I really am. I'm on another, just, just another side mission. Yeah. And I'm going through, I'm trying to like. You on a side yeah, mission? Hold, know, on. Right? Hold um, on. Let me check <laughs> off in my booklet here. <laughs> um, so it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, cool. Uh, I, I got to go find these people who, you know, they uh, were having issues. There's reports of machines flooding this valley. Um, so I go over there. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I have to take them out. I'm like, okay, cool. I kill machines. I'm like at this point level 40 or something because I've been playing for so long. And the monkeys mobbed you and you had to like kill them. Yeah, and exactly. that was a lot of XP. Yeah. So I'm going through and then I'm at this first section and there's this lure there, which is uh, – Lures were in the first game too, but they're things that, you know, they, they lure machines and, you know, oh, into the area okay. and stuff. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. Kill some stuff. You know, they're, they're kind of, I guess, lower level machines. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I got these. This is great. And then, um, so I go through and it's like, oh, I'm picking up signal from another lure. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go find that. And I get there and then <laughs> I see what's actually like lured to that area. And I'm like, how the crap am I going to do this? There's a Thunderjaw, which is the big T-Rex kind of one, and a Tremor Tusk, which is a giant mammoth, and then, like, a small little, like, pterodactyl-y thing. <laughs> so I'm like... And the pterodactyl was the one you had to look out for, because he's the little scrappy guy. <laughs> he got in more hits than I would like to say, because I wasn't paying attention to him. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, if I thought the claimer jaws were an issue, these were definitely more so of one. Yeah. But the neat thing is, is that uh, so the 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 tremor tusk and then the thunder jaw both have like weapons on them that you can shoot off and pick up and use. So mm -hmm. it makes it a little easier to kill them if you just shoot them with their own weapons and stuff. So it, it helped. Um, but yeah, that was also a really challenging fight. Killed oh, the, yeah. killed them. I'm like, okay. Good. And then I get a signal for another one. I'm like, there's another lure. I just killed two of the hardest things in this game. What could possibly be next? So then I go over there and they're just little diddly things. I'm like, okay, cool. We're good. <laughs> but yeah, I was like actually terrified of what I was going to come yeah. across. Yeah, exactly. After that, you're like, uh-uh. Yeah. So then here's the best part. Mm-hmm. So then I finished the quest and everything. It's like, okay, cool. Um, you know, head back this way or whatever. But there was a, a an unknown campfire just kind of down a ways on a beach, which I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go ahead and, you know, discover Introduce that. Then I can fa fast travel to it and, and stuff because you, you mm -hmm. save at campfires and then you can also fast travel. Oh, like, okay. I thought maybe they spoke. We don't know in this game. Maybe maybe you had to introduce yourself to the campfire. And yeah, sometimes. Like, I am James um, and... But uh, yeah, so like if you're out in the world, you can fast travel to campfires and it uses a resource. But if you're at one campfire, you can fast travel to another one without using the resource. So I'm, I'm oh, like nice. having as many as I can. Yeah. yeah, well, makes sense. yeah. Um, gosh, if I didn't actually fast travel, I would have probably another 40 hours in this game of just travel because it's, it's a really big map. You know what? Rune Factory 5's map is like half the size of Rune Factory 4's, but they crammed so much in it. I can totally relate on all this this walking fatigue it's oh, yeah. like yes i need to teleport and it's like but your walking skill will not increase i'm like i walk all around town i chase <laughs> after everybody no i get it fast travel is is sometimes a godsend in, in any game yeah well it's funny though because like i love exploring and walking in this mm -hmm. world except sometimes i'm like i just need to get to the place i'm going and it is halfway across the map and i can't exactly 
But uh, I just I just can't right now. I don't have that in me. Yeah. So anyway, so I was going to go down to this campfire and I'm kind of looking off this cliff. I'm like, OK, well, I'll just jump down and glide down because they added a, a gliding mechanic kind of like Breath of the Wild, which is like, well, it's way cooler in this because Breath of the Wild wasn't the best game. Um, I know I'm going to get. Oh, like, no, shot they're coming at you now. I know. They're going to come at you. Ben, no, I'm going to be collateral damage. Yeah, that's okay. Guys, I didn't even play the game. Oh, see, that's your problem there. Now they're coming after you, too. But, uh, I know. I know. I did that on purpose. Yeah. So like, I walked to the edge, and I'm like, what is that? And there's this big pul- like radar pulse that happens. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, what's the source of that? Is it going to try to kill me? What's going on? And I look, and hanging off of this like big metal thing is a gigantic bat. It's this big, giant robot bat. I'm like, I've never seen one of those before. So I scan it and it is like it. I'm not attacking that thing right now. Boy, found in dugout. Got it. Okay. I mean, no, it was. I mean, and then all of a sudden it dropped from where it's hanging and started flying around. I'm like, oh, my God, it saw me. It didn't, though. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's flying around and like I do the scan on it and it's got like like bunches of different guns. It has a thing that can call other machines in to attack. Like it's like this really, really scary thing. I'm like, I'm going to have to fight that eventually. But today is not the day. So I just <laughs> turned around and, and left. I'm like, I'll get that campfire later. You when know I'm what a it was? Equipped. Do you know what it was? It was a Nobosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I think it's called a Dreadwing. No, no, no. Nobosaurus. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're not doing this. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. yeah, so uh, I, I've been doing a whole bunch more side missions, like I said. Um, I was going to clear all of them out before I start doing the next uh, MacGuffin main quest thing. Um, and I, I might as well because I'm just having so much fun. Like my, my mm-hmm. talent trees, uh, every skill except for like extra abilities that I don't really use is is maxed already. So, like like weapons that I don't really use, there's things that I can put points in, and I don't use them, so I hadn't put points into that point. So, yeah, but eventually you're gonna get to the now point where to. it's like, yeah, that's all it's I have to dumb do to not, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm just, I get I'm, it. I'm just loving the game so much still, and I'm yeah. gonna keep loving it for quite a while longer. And I mean, it's yeah, I, I've heard that there is gonna be a third Dawn. one. I've heard there's gonna yeah. be a third one, and then once I'm done with that. I'll reevaluate to see if it is, in my opinion, better than Mass Effect or not. Because it's oh wow, you're waiting for a third one, huh? I mean, it's leaning that way already. I love it so much. Yeah, Rune Factor is one of my favorite games, like the series, and I don't have two of them. (laughs) Yeah. So I totally know what you mean. Yeah. Wow, we spent a lot of time talking about both those games. But there are current obsessions, and this is what the show is for. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't regret it. I like listening to you talk about that, because even though I don't have any background in it, mm-hmm. you're so excited, and you paint such <laughs> vivid pictures. It's it's really great. Oh, good. It is so fun. And just like, I'm really excited about Rune Factory, and I kind of want to play it, even though it's not, it, it, it's not my game, but it sounds mm-hmm. interesting and fun. It is interesting and fun. And see, that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to tell you something so cool about it, but it's a spoiler for Rune Factory 4. And it's like... <laughs> I get it. I really do. It's like, I want to talk about the story about what I'm doing in this game, but it's like, 
if you haven't played the first one, the story is so rich and cool that mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah, I want to play it. it. I just, I just, my games are coming out. You know what I mean? It's like I my games are here. And well, your games sound great. Don't get me wrong, but my games are here, and it's really working out right now for me and Thrax because Thrax just got the new MLB the Show. Oh yeah, because I got this fancy edition. And it was my big splurge and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made him big splurge on MLB The Show. Very and cool. this game, okay, first off, he only buys it every other year because, you know, you don't need a baseball game that updates every yeah. year. But second, this game is so insane. It looks like he's literally, well, I've never said this before. It looks like he's literally watching a baseball game. <laughs> like That's so cool. It's so insane, and it came with a free PlayStation 5 version, so when we upgrade to the 5, he he already owns it for the 5. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good deal that they were doing with, with a lot of different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his game got a metal case, too, so we, we <laughs> laugh about how we got the metal case games. Good call. Very good yeah. call. Uh, let's see. Okay, so before we wrap up, I have something else that I need to tell you about that's kind of a new obsession between Nevermore and myself. Oh, we're we're wrapping up? No, I'm saying before we wrap up. Well, yeah, but that makes it sound like, and then we're going to wrap up. Oh, well, okay. I have something else that I need to tell you about that is a Great. current obsession between Nevermore and myself. Great, let's hear it. Okay. There is a show on Netflix that we have fallen in love with, and we are we would be watching it right now if you and I weren't recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are binging it, and we are loving it, and we are sad that it's only six episodes. It is called Murderville. Now. Sounds like a place you don't want to raise a family in. Probably not. But it is entirely fictional. On top of that. It, well, I would yeah, hope I know. so. <laughs> but, but, but before people get excited, it's not true crime. What it is. Is hysterical. Oh, that's great. Okay. So basically, it is. Every episode has a murder. And. Well, yeah, Murderville, duh. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but. They, I just like to laugh at stuff like that. Sorry. They have. um, Shoot. Oh, shoot. I can't fully think of his name. Uh, They have Will Arnett starring in it as Terry Seattle. Harrington. No, it, it's Terry <laughs> Seattle, I believe. He's the head uh-huh. detective. And so, you know, it's his job to figure out all these murders and everything. In each episode, he has a trainee homicide detective with him. Uh, so, like, the first episode, it's Conan O'Brien. Oh, okay, so it changes. Yeah, every, every episode is different. But here's the thing. Will Arnett, everybody is has the script and is in on it, except the trainee doesn't. So, they're reacting and everything to what's going on. They're the ones who have to solve wait, the wait, murder. Wait, 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 they don't have the script for the show they're on? Yeah. Yeah, so they're oh improving the whole thing. And... You know, oh like my asking god, that questions. sounds amazing. Hold on, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm writing this down, even though it's in the show notes, because then I'll see it twice. Yeah. There we go. And then they have to figure out the murder. And and so far, it's been pretty formulaic. It's, okay, here's the murder. Here's details about it. Here are the three suspects. Go interview them. And then, you know, we'll, god, we'll get everybody like together. And then you tell this us This is the, the sort of reality TV we need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. So, um... Sorry, I need to take a drink. Yeah, no problem. Take a drink, everybody. Stay hydrated because we love you. So first episode, it's Conan O'Brien, and it's amazing. 
second episode has Marshawn Lynch, the football player, mm-hmm. which I love that episode too. Um, third episode is crap. Who was it? Um, the ah, the comedian guy. Um, he was in Eternals. Uh, he. I know. I know. Crap. <laughs> it's almost like we 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 should make show notes or something, Ben. Yeah, I know. I didn't think I was going to tell everybody the, all of the people who were in it and stuff. Well, then don't tell everybody. Leave it as a surprise. It'll be fine. It's a uh, Kamali Nanjiani. Uh, okay, so he's in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is is pretty dang good too. Um, and then we had the sister from uh, Schitt's Creek, uh, Amy something. Sorry, I have to say everybody now because I've done... No, you don't. Stop. Stop saying everybody. Andy Murphy. Because I want surprises. Okay, then I won't tell you who the last person is. Thank you. You're welcome. Although you see it in the opening credits. Um, all I'm the six sure people. I will, but I don't yeah. care. Okay, that's fine. Um, so yeah, so we just started a new episode with a new person, and I'm super excited to see that. And then we have one episode left, but it is, it, it's absolutely hysterical. It is so mm-hmm. much fun. I mean, everybody like I, I highly recommend it because, you know, it's Netflix. If it does well, there might be a second season. I really if hope it does so. too well. They might cancel it. There's that, too. Um, but I mean, <laughs> it, it's Will Arnett. I love Will Arnett. He's mm-hmm. absolutely hysterical. And I mean, he's he's perfect for this. It It's great. I really recommend Murderville. It is so much fun. We're loving awesome. every second. of Awesome. It. Awesome. Awesome. Yay! Yeah. Anyways, so uh, what about you? Anything else you got going on? Uh, Well, I could talk about The Witcher and how it's a really great show and we're having a lot of fun with the fantasy elements. Mm -hmm. But I'd rather talk about more fantasy elements than that. Okay. Okay. So, for the first time in two months, you guys, (laughs) my team finally was able to get together and play D&D. Oh, you were? That's awesome. Yeah, I know. Ben. <laughs> um, you know, it went really well until everybody realized I was rolling death saves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they didn't realize what was going on. Norm, it's your turn. Give me a D20 whirl. Wait, what? Yeah, it's like the third one I've done, guys. Come on. <laughs> Keep up. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, I was so excited for that fight to happen. It I've been, Oh my gosh, guys. I've been trying guys. to think of a way to get you guys to fight one of those for a long time. So when we last left our intrepid explorers, we were paid by a rich guy to go into a hole in the ground, which is Norm's favorite place in the world. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Underground. To 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 look at some ruins, which you know, again. My Goliath Bard's strong point is archaeology. It was a very unusual backstory to write, but there we go. Now, so we go in there, and Ben secretly ambushes us. Well, But he skips it narratively, and we think we've been building a society down there for three years when the game starts. Not this session, but the previous one, because it's really important for setup here. So we think for the last three years we've been living underground. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and the thing is, is that was such a challenge to figure out how to do. 
Uh-huh. It, it really was. Because as a DM, I never want to take agency away from my players. So yeah. it's really cool. It's really unfun being told, nah, and you're dead. Yeah. You didn't do anything, but. Exactly. So I, I'm like, okay, I got to figure out how to do this. Um, I can have them, you know, everybody be stunned and stuff, but there's always the chance that someone will roll high enough. Or what I could do is just make the DC too high for anybody to get, but that's no fun. That's just the same as me, same as me yeah. just basically saying, hey, you don't do it. So I'm like, what if I just do this off camera? Yeah. And I yeah, think it, it was it really good. The best it possibly could that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Narratively, it was it was really fun to play, actually, because it's like, and all of a sudden it's three years later and everybody's jaw hit mm-hmm. the ground. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's been three years. I, I think the big key to making it successful was that I didn't hold on to it for a long time. No, no, no. We were so what's what's really going on, guys, is there was a series of mind flares and and little octopus flying mind flares that were helmets on our heads, and so it was all an illusion. We thought it'd been three years. It hadn't been. But they they were tricking us into being docile and doing chores for them, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was really fun to figure it out in and out of character it's like a detective story that you're in the middle of and you got to figure out what's really going on here and of course the wisdom on our cleric is something to be (laughs) it's so high you guys yeah he like sneezed wrong and then all of a sudden he saw through the illusion (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he does have a, a 22 wisdom. Yeah. It's insanely high. Thanks so, to that book. Yeah, thanks to his book. So, oh my gosh. So we're we're going around and we're like, okay, well, this isn't good and it's clearly bad, so let's kill it all. And, and so that made me and the paladin very happy because death mm-hmm. and killing mm-hmm. things and being cool. And everybody's all being strategic and stuff. I'm like, let's light it on fire. <laughs> yeah, it was a build. Basically, the, your this was uh, this the most recent session. Um, you had a a dark elf with you who had goals of her own, but she mm-hmm. thought it best to stay with everybody. Um, and your idea was, Drink hey, the numbers, buddy. Yeah, if there's stuff in the barracks, let's just light the whole thing on fire. Just kill everything yeah. that way. Everybody kind of went. If I wasn't. If I wasn't rolling death saves, I probably could have stopped her from running away when she did her her ma- her betrayal and then teleport. And I was like, oh, but I'm I'm like my reaction. Wait, no. This was, yeah, this is a while later. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they, they went through, they cleared out some more buildings and stuff. And uh, I, I wasn't sure if they're going to try and take a long rest or not, which I'm. I'm actually really proud that they didn't because it, it yeah. did seem to be a very pressing time, like time thing. Cause if, if a it was long very rest, urgent, yeah. yeah. If a long rest had happened, um, it would have altered everything. Yeah. And it, it they would have noticed. Been a TPK. Yeah. They would have noticed that yeah. we were gone. Exactly. So far we had been escaping notice as escape. We just killed everybody who was in, in charge of minding us, basically. Yeah. And so there was no one left to sound the alarm. But eventually, the guards were going to change in that area. So a long rest. And I've, 
I had like five spell slots. That's all <laughs> I, I had. I know. Everybody had been casting spells like their life depended on it. And I'm like, there's there's a lot more going on here. You guys need to be careful. But I didn't yeah. say anything. No. But, um, it, no, we, we haven't done a big gauntlet like this before. So yeah. it was, you know, really interesting. And to everybody watch did a really all. good job with it, too. Mm-hmm. And I was playing the 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 character who was running around with you um, in kind of the same note. She, I mean, she did keep a couple high levels for herself because mm-hmm. you know she's a Targulf. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Um, not, to, not to be not to be fantasy racist, but yeah, yeah. she she well, had her this own one agenda. Is, this one is evil. I can tell you yes. that for certain. We um, we know this. We actually, guys. So if you've been listening to our intrepid heroes' adventures, she was actually the dark elf in charge of the sacking of Sunrise Town back, back years ago mm-hmm. when we were playing. And she was the Dark Elf in charge of sacking and sabotaging the town that we then had to go around and save. So we knew, we knew she was bad news. Mm-hmm. But yep, she, she escaped the first time. She escaped again. Yes, she did. Yeah. So anyways, uh, before she escaped, though. So they they finished the area around the barracks and they went to this place called the Hall of Honor, and they they were looking for a you know a, we were a, looking for our MacGuffin yeah a, a, a relic yeah and uh, so they go in and there's these four mind flayers in there and it's like oh no there's four mind flayers this is gonna be tough and then they start going and then suddenly a giant brain pops out of this well in the mm-hmm. middle of the room and it's an elder brain yes and. Then that's this where... wasn't your garden variety brain, you guys. Yeah, this was like you know, uh, rhino sized brain, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, with tentacles 30 feet long, so it, it was able to reach super far and smack people and stuff. It had layer actions going on with it, as well as you know, four uh, mind flayers that were helping it out. Well, three, then two, <laughs> yeah, you guys we killed one good. immediately. <laughs> Yeah, everybody ganged up. It worked out really well, actually. Well, we actually split apart and, and did two strike teams, but the paladin couldn't get to hers. And then, because these are all mind flares and elder brains, we're getting stunned a lot. And mm-hmm. yeah, we have a chance to break out, and it does happen, but uh, I, I understand people don't like this sort of choice being taken away, but it really made sense for the fight. Mm-hmm. It was well orchestrated. You really had the sense that you were fighting against them. You know, the roles really did matter. I-, I think you implemented it really well. Because even though I spent like so much time stunned, I wasn't even mad. Because it's like, yeah, that makes sense. It's a big brain. I, I-, I kept flashing to that Futurama episode. <laughs> yeah, you know, the one with the big yeah. brains and... I am leaving for, for no ra- for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Delta brainwave. Yeah, but I mean, everybody did a good job. Um, and I will, mm-hmm. I will admit, I, like as a player, I hate being stunned. Yeah, I understand the frustration of it. Um, it is hard, know? but it, it like it didn't feel vengeful, like targeted. Yeah, you know, it made sense they stunned me first because I charged in. With my friends, I was in. I was the tank for one of these things. I was up in its face, mm-hmm. and it died. So it totally made sense that it targeted me. And then it went for the paladin next because she had a big weapon and was screaming about killing everyone. Yeah, 
Yep, and then the cleric as well because hey, the cleric heals. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the meantime, I managed to break out. Yeah, and the, the 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 tentacles are flying all over the place, smacking people who are you know within range. Um, in fact, the the elder brain held off on its biggest attack until it could hit multiple people. Cause I mm-hmm. almost opened with it, but I'm like, you were the only one in range. I'm like, why yeah. way to do that? No, no, and no, no. That yeah, made sense. Yeah, I hit, I think four people with that. Um, you know, I think one or two saved, but um, I was using layer actions. I put up a force wall in between it and the paladin. So it mm-hmm. stopped, atta- it stopped attacking the paladin at, at that point because there's a force wall there. It can't attack through it. Mm-hmm. but at the same time it was protected and she didn't know about that until like three or four rounds later. Yeah. Um, and like overall, I think this is one of the best strategically run encounters I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was one of the better balanced ones I've created too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It didn't, it, it felt overwhelming, but not in the, Oh my God, we're going to die way. Mm-hmm. Not even when I was rolling death saves. Cause Again, guys, I had five spell slots left. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> and so I'm just hitting with swords. And if anybody's ever played a swords bard, they know that, yeah, bards can use swords, but that doesn't mean they're fighters suddenly. Yeah. Even with two-weapon fighting, it doesn't mean you're, you're, you're suddenly really great at it. It just means that you're a bard with swords and you can do things with it that, you know, you don't have to run and hide all the time. So, oh my gosh, it it was frustrating, but not in a bad way. Yeah. In, in more of a, I didn't feel like we were in Dark Souls. That's good. I, yeah. That's good. Because that, that, that's the thing that I don't ever want to do is just make it, like, I want to make it balanced. It needs to be dangerous because, I mean, otherwise, yeah. I don't find the fun in that. If it's yeah. just, oh, we're just going to walk through everything. Like at that point, I might as well just keep handing you loot and say, hey, you kill these things. Exactly. And and we were kind of getting to that point already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it it trivializes the danger. And I mean, if you want that sort of game, that's great. But, you know, Ben's like, and in the new year, the gloves are off. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even just the the couple fights beforehand, where you just had a couple mind flares and stuff, they mm-hmm. were they were a little dangerous. It, it mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't created to kill you. Um, no, but and, and by the way, the the challenge rating math and stuff, it, it's so flawed and broken. So yeah, like, it's don't really use that. But no. I mean, these were definitely like very deadly encounters. Yeah. Well, the final one was. Um, yeah, I think the others were all set for hard, but I knew you guys would blow through them. So, mm-hmm. well, Ben, you, you also like giving us neat things. Yeah. You know, because neat things are fun. Neat things are fun. So it's like, I'm never like upset. Oh no, Ben gave me exactly what I wanted in the game. It's like, no, <laughs> now monsters are going to be harder. And I'm, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm so excited about it. Uh, little bummed that they still haven't caught on to something that's going on with my character. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. But I'm imagining the big... Okay, so guys, we're gearing up for this big fancy party, and it's going to be happening like any minute now. And I'm just kind of hoping to catch on then. Because that'd be a great place as a fancy party to catch on to what's going on oh, with. Oh, totally. With I mean, just like... Yeah. Uh, I have so many plans for this party, Ben. I have so many plans for this party because 
when the game gets canceled, I tend to already be in thinking mode for mm-hmm. D&D. So I'm already like, hmm, well then, this isn't happening. So let's pretend we're in downtime. Okay, what's my character doing? <laughs> well, it's funny because um, I was looking to see how uh, how long until the party. And mm-hmm. we still have about two weeks. So I think we have time for Eve's uh, little side quest. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, if so, we leave directly from where we are. Yeah, like wait a day or so. Because, uh, uh, I mean, Alasrin's got two it narrowed days. down. We're a two-day ride. Or a day and a half ride. No, you teleported back, remember? Day. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. Because yeah. I was like, nope, screw screw walking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I almost died. Yeah. Why would you want to walk at that point? <laughs> I didn't want to walk at that point. I saved a high level spell for that. Uh, I also had my modify memory up. I was going to screw with the dark elf. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah, I just didn't get a chance to. Yeah. Yeah, she took something. Who knows what it was? No, not me. I was too busy at the time to even glance at her. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, what am I going to do? I was like, oh, I'm going to be a T-Rex because that's just what I do in these in, mm-hmm. in big fights. I'm a T-Rex. And I had like 14 health. And I actually got a turn. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Polymorph. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's more for the health alone as a T Rex. It's yeah, it's, it's one of the best T-Rex cures you can get. Oh man, you know what? We didn't do any concentration checks when you were getting hit. Oh, you know what? Yeah, doesn't matter. I would have I'm a warcaster, I would have passed it. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even even I think the most you got hit was like maybe fifteen six or the difficulty would have been like fifteen or sixteen or something. Uh twenty, twenty one. Were the hardest hits I got. Oh yeah, so, so it would have been ten or higher anyway. So yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I would have yeah. gotten it. I'm warcaster. Unless he had a super bad roll, but no, no, those are for death saves. But luckily, I had a freaking advantage. So thank goodness for that. Yes, <laughs> death roll saving a seven. Yes. Yeah. No. And, and oh my gosh, that ring of spell storing sure paid off. Yeah, yeah, I, I need to get it in touch with Angus over there, and and again, thank them for being so clutch. Yeah, because honestly, that was cool. I think so. It it turned out really good, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, stuff that's coming up. I know I say that every time, but I I really am. Like I've I've been looking forward to that Elder Brain fight for a very long while. Mm-hmm. and uh even real life so- kind of sucks that we can't just play D whenever yeah like those critical role guys making it their job was freaking brilliant because exactly. now it's like honey i know i have to go to work <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh that'd be great wouldn't it but no no i'm not out to be the next critical role player oh, no, definitely not sometimes i like to daydream about what it'd be like to go there though oh yeah i would love to visit Mm-hmm. You know, and I wouldn't tell. Right? The guest spot that'd be really. I can't cool. tell you how many times I've dreamed of of being in the game. Yeah, just, just for a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a guest spot. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's actually why I have to like. I only watch two D and D games. I watch um, Fantasy uh, Dimension Twenty. Mm-hmm. I, I always want to call it Fantasy High because that was the first thing they played. Yeah, but I watched the Dimension Twenty game, and again. Brennan Lee Mulligan looks like so much fun to game with. Oh, yeah. 
and then and then of course the crit roll guys but and it's it's so obnoxious because it's like that's a train ride from my house and not even a long one i've seen the billboards in person yeah that's really cool it is so cool But uh, you know what? If you do want to uh, but, check out a, uh, a, a another game, you want to listen to people playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm on a little show called Plus Five to Hits. You can. I check know, that out. and it's and, really fun, and I know all those players. And oh my gosh, last night's mm-hmm. our recording stuff, mm-hmm. and our next session is going to be stuff. And I revealed a new spell that I got when I leveled and blew everybody's mind. It was I just want to play D&D all the time. Yeah, so do I. I mean, like, yeah, that's a dream. It really is. It really you know, is. the occasional video game breaks. I got to finish up Rune Factory and a couple yeah, other games. Yeah, I mean, a mixture but, of that. Mm-hmm, but honestly, if I could play D&D all the time with all my friends and everything, as fun as it is to daydream about being on your favorite show or podcast, I really like our group. Me too. We have a lot of fun. Sometimes I feel like I annoy the the, the cleric in an unfun way. <laughs> well, but the, come the, to learn, that's just his face sometimes. <laughs> well, the, a big thing about it is that that's your characters. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, outside a game, it's like, you guys are great. Yeah. Hopefully. I don't know. Oh, as far as I know of. That's just my paranoia. But no, seriously, he's a cool guy. I really love him. Uh, so, yeah. And and I know my character and his, we are opposites. So different. We are so <laughs> different. And, and what's great is my character thinks they're just best freaking buds. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like, you think we're closer than we probably are. And she's like, nah. <laughs> Thinking that it's a joke. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You tell the weirdest jokes. I don't get them sometimes, but man, you're great. And he's just like, yeah, I'm great. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying they're like against each other. You know, she's teaching him to juggle yeah. and, and you know, oh, he, he, he tells her about he, he's his He's been her hype man and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, he has. And he's been the babysitter for her and the paladin when they went tavern crawling Which was and that's great. a tough job man mm-hmm. we started screaming at a cat on a barrel yep um <laughs> <laughs> we were that drunk i love that game it's, I a, do it's such too. a good group it really is and and what's really great ben is the world you've built is just fun to be in oh thank and you. i i just want you to know that all your work is seen and you are a very good DM, and you're fair, and it's it's just a blast. You make the game fun. And yes, we Thank make you. the game fun, too, but you really make it fun. No, I just make it, and then together we make it fun. That's a lot of work. That's it even is, more work. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And I know about places that you'll probably never visit, but I laugh and love them so much. Well, that's that's what campaign two's for, or yeah. the wiki, and you can write them down on the wiki. And then, if one of us is DMing in your world, then we can be like, "Oh, and then there's this place I happen to know about, and you're going there." Yeah. Oh, there's one sidetrack that I was hoping you just randomly make by mistake, but it didn't happen. But that's okay. Yeah. I I don't. I I have a way of getting you there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I kind of want you to just stumble upon it, and I don't see that happening. Oh, well, anyways, oh. 
Uh, I think it's about time to close up those box forts, though. I know, but it's so fun. But the blankies are getting warm. Yeah, a little too warm to the point where I want to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. They're cozy. I hope you guys have a cozy blanket, wherever oh, you are. Nevermore just bought me a brand new cozy blanket. It's nice. like a, it's it's like a, a a fleecy kind, like you know the super soft kind and stuff. Uh-huh. And it has corgis and astronaut outfits, and it's in space. <gasps> okay, total sidetrack. Total sidetrack. But Markiplier, a gaming YouTuber, mm-hmm. I really adore because he's freaking adorable. He he made a heist with Markiplier a few years ago, and it was a choose your own adventure on YouTube, and it was freaking brilliantly done. But now, yesterday, he came out with Markiplier in space. And (laughs) since he had to go to Canada and film it and he was away for so long, he took his dog and his dog is in the show in a space outfit. And it's a golden retriever and she's in a space outfit running around. Okay. And I love it. I will watch that. It's a choose your own adventure on YouTube. Honestly, more people need to tap into this format because it gives you a choice at the end. And there are two videos you can choose between like, hmm. What do you say we jump in the hole again? Or we can, you know, actually use our brains. And I'm like, nope, jumping in the hole every time. (laughs) Jumping in the magical. And, you know, it it eventually looped back around. But it was really fun. And I'm like, why aren't more people doing choose-your-own-adventure type videos on YouTube? Because it's just so suited to the format. Yeah, makes sense. But dogs in space suits, really cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. I do, too. So I'm going to have to see this blanket sometime. I'll take a picture and send it to you. Nice. Nice, Ben. I like this plan. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, if uh, so you want to tell us your stories about uh, Rune Factory 5 or Horizon or any other thing that you're playing, you can always email us. You can send those to BoxForteShow at email.com. And, of course, uh, if you have anything, like, shorter that you want to share it's with us. It's gmail.com, not email.com. That's i'm tired apparently i know you are you're sleepy you had all those carbs yeah i did uh but yeah if you want to uh, reach out to us on twitter uh we are at boxwort show mm-hmm. uh Eludra is at Eludra's pets yo and i am at ben bumhofer and ben's also on several other D type shows i know we talk a lot about it but it is genuinely one of our favorite hobbies and we've really got sucked into it during the, yes. the lockdown um Ben is on DN Discussions, where he talks about how to be a good DM and ways to plan things like brain fights that don't leave everybody frustrated. Yep. And also, he is in Plus 5 to Hit, where he plays... Wait, wait, wait. I'm drawing a blank. I was going to say your bunny, but that's wrong, because it's not the bunny anymore. You are a bard, though. Yes, you are the lore bard, and I don't remember what kind. So there we go. I'm a lore bard. That's all that matters. I'm a half-elf lore bard named Fa- Falwyn Foxgrove. Half-elf. Thank you. Ah! <laughs> yeah, so, you know. Half-elves are cool. If you're interested in more D&D talk, check those out. I really like the shows. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I wouldn't do them. Um, yeah. But, yeah, if you like this show, though, every other episode is on the same exact place that you're listening to this. Yep. Whatever podcast format or player or whatever you're doing, we're there. It's also at boxfortshow.com. Exactly. That's where I post the show. And then it should be on like Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff. I get enough emails about things. So <laughs> so it's definitely somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. New it's new tools for podcasters. It's like, yeah, click. Works for me. I don't need to know about new tools. I have it all set up to auto everything. I don't want to mess with the system, man. It's a good system, man. I understand. Posting other shows, I am the same way. Yeah. It's like, I know how this works. Click, click, click. Done. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Okay. So until next time, everybody, have fun and be good to each other. Thanks for listening.